Hello, my name is Boomy Laddyton, and this is my podcast. I don't have a name for it yet. And this is just the first, really, this isn't even the first episode. This is more like the the prequel, the kind of the, what, what's coming before. It's an introduction is what it is. This is an introduction. I just finished making my own pop filter. Uh, that's a, that's that mesh like device that that you put between yourself and the mic so you don't make annoying sounds when you say things that start with p let's try it out p popcorn pussy um pop tarts yeah so i don't think it's annoying i'll listen to it later thank you for thank you for for clicking on the link or downloading or whatever you did in the future i'm probably going to put it on on iTunes if I can figure that out. But uh, this is one of two podcasts I'm doing. I'm doing one by myself. I'm doing one with a gentleman, a fine gentleman father named Simon Holland, if he doesn't back out. But if he does, I'm going to hunt him down because I know his phone number. And from someone's phone number, you can find their address. So Simon, don't even think of backing out because it would be really easy for me to find you. So there. So there's that. Um, I'm a mom of three. I have three children. And I have a lot to say about having three kids. I was a different person with two kids, definitely. You're a different person with every number of kids you have. So with my first kid, I mean, I was a lot younger. I mean, I was only 22, you know, I got married at like 21. So something crazy, I was a child bride, basically is what I'm trying to tell you. And I, uh, I, I was really young, I had a lot of energy. I hadn't even discovered wine or anything yet. I wasn't into that, I just was running on my own youth and excitement about life and the future. You know, you still have that when you're in your when you're in your early 20s. And I did a bunch of crafts. I was taking that kid everywhere. Library time, story time, park, farmers market. We went everywhere and did everything. And then so second kid comes along, we still do stuff. I mean, she wasn't in swimming lessons because I mean, how was I going to manage that? Um, she didn't really take any kind of lessons, really. But we still went to the play center. We didn't go to the farmer's market, but we went to the grocery store, which is kind of like a farmer's market with walls. When you think about it, it's not that much different. You know, it's not very different. Um, but we did less stuff, but we still did stuff. I still did a lot of crafts, definitely. Uh, third kid came around, I would say the shit definitely hit the fan in terms of my ability to accomplish things in life and have a zeal in general. Um, I mean, you know, I'm, I, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm, <laughs> I'm fine. I like to say, but, um, it's a, it three is when it's a tipping point. And I tell people that if I see someone with two kids, I tell them, you know, look, you good, you are good right now. Uh, don't, don't get any ideas. Don't, don't do anything crazy. That's going to change your life because, and I'm very happy to have three children. Love my third. He is my little bundle of joy. He is a delight, but I'm going to say having three kids, it really is crazy. It is crazy every single day of the week, morning, afternoon, and night. When I put them down to bed, and some of you are going to feel like this with one or two, you know, because so, maybe I did, maybe I blocked it out, and there's nothing wrong with that. You can feel overwhelmed with one, two. I think one, one is hard because they're taking all your energy. There's just one child, and it's you, one-on-one, and they want everything from you. You're their entertainment. So I'm not saying it's not hard if you don't have one or two. I'm just saying... Three 
three is its own special brand of crazy. So I end every single night thinking this is too much. I put them to bed. I go down into my room and I am in some kind of mental fog coma where I can't even put sentences together and communicate with people. All I need are refined carbohydrates, alcohol and TV. And that's all I can. I can just I'm just zoned out. I'm not even available emotionally or mentally or spiritually for anyone or anything. I am just in front of my either computer or TV just staring at it. I don't even think I'm absorbing information. I think my cells are just trying to heal. I think my psyche is trying to repair itself. Uh, And then I eventually just fall asleep. I rarely remember falling asleep. I just usually lay down and think, okay, I'm just going to close my eyes for a second. I'm just going to try to find that happy place. And then next thing I know, somebody's whispering mommy into my ear or touching my shoulder, wanting something to eat. And it's and it's morning. And that's if I'm lucky. Usually in the night, like last night, I will have a child come to me and tell me about having to use a bathroom because apparently you need my permission to do that in this house or that they had a nightmare, which I get you know, nightmares are really scary. I I can still remember being a kid and having nightmares. You feel like that is real. So I understand that. Um, I just ask that they not tell me about their nightmares because there's no reason that both of us need to be afraid. Uh, So, but I will turn on some music for them. Something really calming, you know, like Ghostface Killer, something like that, and just help them soothe themselves uh, back to sleep. I'll rub their back or whatever. Um, Or someone will come tell me that their sock came off or a stuffed animal fell down or they can't, you know, this is the best one. I can't find one of my stuffed animals because God forbid one of their bears in their menagerie of imaginative play not be immediately accessible at 2 a.m. But I get it. You know, kids are different. Kids have their own set of needs that they feel are very important. Most of them interrupt my sleep. And that's all I'm trying to say right here. That's all I'm trying to try to lay down. So that's my life being a mom of three. I'm a writer. I wrote a couple of books. Um, one's called The Honest Toddler. One's called Toddlers Are A-Holes. And um, I'm working right now trying to finish up my third. We'll, we'll see if that happens. No, it will. It will. It definitely. <laughs> it will. The more times I say it will, uh, it increases the chances that that's actual a uh, science thing that I figured out recently. It's called Speaking Your Life Into Being. Uh, so what can we talk about? I have to leave actually in 20 minutes, but I just wanted to record this. I just want to encourage mothers today. I feel like that is my calling, encouraging parents basically by saying that it is difficult and reflecting their hot mess, you know, because we're, we're all messy. Some of us are just better at hiding it with your little Instagrams about your, you know, apple puree, carrot organic gluten-free bread that you're making with your toddler who's sitting on the on the counter looking like a fucking angel and you guys are you guys are using carrots from your garden and then you're gonna go sell it together at the market in your neighborhood and use the money to help adopt baby lemurs and then you're gonna donate your breast milk to those lemurs because that's also a thing that you're doing all those perfect people who They must have something going on. My theory is that the more perfect somebody's life looks online, 
the bigger the issue or the terrible thing that they're trying to hide. So you can take some joy and comfort in that. If you have a friend or acquaintance who everything just always looks great with them, I think it's perfectly healthy to imagine what terrible, like terrible blood disorder or problem in their marriage they're going through to help you deal with your feelings of inadequacy. Um, That's official advice for me. You can pass that on. No charge at all, anytime. So dinner's coming up. I enjoy cooking. I didn't know that I enjoy cooking because I complain so much about it, both inside and verbally. But I actually do enjoy cooking. I just don't enjoy cooking for children or with children around me, talking to me in my airspace, uh, home, or zip code. I prefer to be cooking alone in my kitchen with nobody, just a glass of wine and my saute pan. That's all I, that's all I need. But being a mother means you're going to be cooking with children all up in your business. So what happens to me is I come back from pickup and uh, immediately start getting the kitchen and start cooking. And you should know children are most emotionally unstable between, I would say, 3 p.m. and after dinner. So 3 p.m. and between 6.30 and 7, whenever you eat. Um, how it goes down in my house is I've got one child asking me, you know, just, or no, not even asking me, just saying, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm, hu- I'm hungry at various decibel levels over and over as if they can't see me standing in the kitchen preparing the meal. That's like if someone were pumping your gas and you're saying, I need gas, I need gas, I need gas, I need gas, I need gas while they're doing it. That's what it feels like. Or if they're bagging your groceries and you're saying, someone bag my groceries, someone bag my gr-. It's just crazy. It's craziness. And I keep saying, I'm making dinner right now. And the child says to me, it's not fast enough. It's not, it's, yeah. And so then another child, my youngest, is at my feet in between me and the counter asking for up, wanting to be held because there's nothing better than trying to chop carrots than holding a small child at the same time, trying to get that done is its own, its own feet. Cause you know, you can't, you don't want to accidentally take off a finger. You don't want, accidentally want them to grab for something. But I know, I know, I already know some of you guys are going to say baby wearing, but not every baby likes to be worn and not every toddler likes to be worn. I have a toddler who does not want to be worn on my back or on my front. My toddler likes the good old fashioned on the hip, uh, preferably with his, with his back arched to, to kind of throw off his own center of balance to make it even more difficult for me. He, that's something that he enjoys personally. So I'm doing that. And then I have another child who's just in an existential type of crisis going between laughing and crying and just, I mean, effing stuff up in the house, breaking things in and out of timeout. And that's just what happens. And in all my nine and a half, 10 years of parenting, I've tried snacks. I've tried essential oils, calming music, burning sage. There is nothing that makes that time easier. It is just difficult until I get dinner on the table. And then there's once dinner on the table, does it get better? No, it doesn't. Because you would think that they would be grateful for that meal that just arrived, that they were begging for, crying for, that their blood sugar was demanding, but it's not what they wanted. And what they wanted was cereal. You don't know that, but every night what kids want for dinner is cereal. So 
that meal that you just put your life into, you made with love and, and honor and respect, they don't, they don't really want it. So then you, you are then forced to bribe and threat, threaten to get them to eat. My children actually become voice activated during mealtime. So I have to say things like, okay, put your fork in the food. Okay, now lift up your hand. Okay, now put that in your mouth. Okay, now I'm going to need you to chew. Great, chew again. Okay, move those jaws. Yep, chew, chew. Now can you swallow that food? Because it's not enough to chew. You actually have to force yourself to swallow it. There you go, there you go. Okay, now we're going to repeat that process. Put the fork in the food. Okay, lift it up. And we do that. I just do that with every child for the whole meal. The youngest two, usually it just becomes time efficient to just feed them. Just feed feed them like you know even though they have arms they have they have hands and they know how to use them when it comes time to eat ice cream but with dinner it just becomes difficult so I'm sitting at the table like a probation officer just waiting for the very last person to be done so I can be released of my duty and go sit down for two and a half seconds until it's bath time and that's the reality of parenthood and you know what I'm seeing a lot of stuff right now I always motherhood is the crappiest job that you'll ever love because this is the best case scenario there's nothing that I would really change about it I wouldn't go back I would not have kids I like it it's like we're not living in a time of I'm not living in a time or in an area where there's famine I have clean water which is more than people in other parts of the country can say I have access to medical care I'm not in war and it's still really hard so I mean do what you want with that um it's just how it how it is it's a difficult gig because you are raising people who take every single ounce of energy in your body to raise and then they ask for more just when you think you've dug as deeply as you can and you have nothing left to give they need more and then you do it and you give them more and then you give them more again and then you give them more again and you feel like as dry as a bone you feel like you have nothing and then that's when you need Doritos and Doritos can just take you from zero back up to 10 depending on what flavor they are I like the nacho cheese like the original some of you like Cool Ranch because you weren't loved as a child and that's fine that's your personal decision Um, but they help a lot I want to thank you for listening this was just a short short intro and I look forward to doing this. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really cathartic. I think it's going to complement my medication really well and just serve as an outlet and a way to to connect with you guys who I really enjoy online. You messes, your ratchets. You are you guys are just messy. I see your comments on there. You are just as messy as I am and I enjoy it and I'm here for it. So, like I said, my name's Boomy Laddington. Thank you for listening and have a great day.